Have you ever had terribly negative thoughts about yourself that truly were heinous? Or you just, you thought, I, I detest me. I loathe myself. I suspect at one time or other, we've all had some semblance of those feelings, but for some people that is a really, really strong, overpowering emotion. And that's something that mom wanted to talk about today. And I'll let you just start rolling and then I'll, I'll roll right jump in. in when needed. Well, it started out not scriptural. <laughs> There's a scripture in Matthew that talks about it, but it's not how it started out. Um, I was in a car riding with somebody and, and music was playing and it was, you know, it wasn't my music. And, and so, you know, all of a sudden I wasn't expecting what was coming. And all of a sudden there was a Broadway show that talked about loathing, unadulterated loathing. I loathe it all. And I thought, wow. <laughs> and they talked about your hair, your clothes. I loathe it all. And it was, a, it was cute, to be honest with you. And the singer was sensational. But let's hold on just a minute. It's one thing for a singer to be sensational on Broadway and sing a song that has such a catchy atmosphere. But it's another thing when that actual loathing gets into your soul and into your spirit. The book of Matthew says, you shall love the Lord with all your, uh, with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. Loving the Lord with all our mind, our strength, our soul. Oh, how wonderful it is. I love you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. And that's interesting. And it's kind of easier, you know, right there reading it. But it goes on. It doesn't stop there. And it says you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. It means the same direct proportional relationship that you love yourself. If you are seeing an enormous amount of hate and venom, could it be that what is in you is spewing out of you, that you loathe yourself. So I began to look up some stuff about this. And some of the statistics on people who actually, you know, feel self-loathe, not just, oh, I'm mad at myself, oh, I'm such right. an we idiot. We all get or, mad at ourselves yeah, or we do stupid things. I feel like, like a failure. Yeah. But that's different than unadulterated loathing. And the statistics, when I first started reading, I thought, well, wow, that was high. I bet it's way different in Christianity. Oh, no. No, no. Hmm. And for me to say as a Christian, we have the Bible as our pattern, you know, I, it, it's, it's bad enough that it's in the world. It's sad enough it's in the world. I'm so sorry in the world that people are, are dealing with self-loathing. But to compound that in Christianity, when Jesus went to the cross for all of us, Jesus went to the cross for humanity. I don't, I don't ever want to see self-loathing become a way of life for people. But let's say someone found themselves in a situation where they felt that. How do you even begin to step away from that, to start loving yourself? How, what is the baby step? I mean, you talk about, oh, well, one step at a time, baby steps. What is the baby step from hating yourself, moving into loving yourself? Where does that even start? I think the step is identical that I went through, although I didn't go through the loathing, the self-hatred. But I went through something that required something from me that I was incapable and unwilling to do. I was probably capable. Unwilling was probably the bigger word here. And that was forgiveness. Hmm. I can forgive uh, people to a certain degree, a certain level, a certain this something out here, or even if it's done to me. But when you touch my kids, whole new level of uh, mama's gone off the deep ear. Um, they always say mama bear or your claws come out. 
when you deal with the fact that it's your children, something inside a mother who loves their children goes in a different dynamic. So for me, I had a hard time forgiving in that arena. And the Lord flat asked me, can you forgive them? And I flat said right back, no. But then he gave me the scripture, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And that's the answer to the same thing, whether it's self-loathing, whether you have no confidence in someone or you have no belief in yourself or, or you don't believe in this or that. When Jesus went to the cross, he gave us the partnership and connection that we can connect with him. And we not only have to do all things in our own strength, because in that, believe me, I can fail really fast. But if we can do all things through Christ and recognize he's the one that gives you strength, I don't have to, I know this is an old-fashioned mom word, but I don't have to muster up the strength myself. I can do it through Christ. So in the baby step, Jesus, I'm having a hard time with this, but I know that you love me. So will you show me your love, baby step one? I think that's good advice. I think for me personally, when there's something that I know I need to do or need to remind myself, I say it out loud, even if it's not true. I repeat it's those things, I confess it, I write it, I do those things daily, constantly, where it's in front of me, I put it in front of me, I put it on my mirror, I put it at the door, I put it wherever I need to put it, where it's constantly on my mind. And if it's something that is simple as, I like myself. And, yeah. and that may be something that is a really big step for someone. And that may sound stupid to others, but frankly, who cares? I mean, I, they I, may have been the one that put you into that mess in the first place. Who cares what other people think? You can't please everyone. That's something you just have to accept in life. You can't please everyone. And loving yourself the way that God loves you. He went to the cross and died just for you because he loves you so, so much. He wouldn't do that for someone that he deemed not worthy of that sacrifice. He wouldn't do that for someone that he didn't love. And if he loves you, you gotta learn to love you too. It's not about our perfection. You know that I started out in this life a, a really, really um, unsuccessful perfectionist because perfectionist is unattain unattainable. If I would get well, a 98, I'd cry myself yeah. to sleep. Perfection is an illusion, it's, it's not real. No, Jesus was the only perfect person that walked on the earth. We are to walk in excellence, but I felt like the self-pressure of walking in perfection, and I'm not kidding, if I got a 98 on a test, I cried myself to sleep. That is destructive. Excellence is productive, but self-loathing or perfectionism is destructive. And one of the things that I discovered that I thought was actually kind of really cool when I could attach myself to the Word of God was I remember, and you said this about writing it down, I am like, they all know this, a post-it sticky note kind of person. In fact, when I go into somewhere like a Staples, I like migrate, it's almost like I can smell out where the sticky notes are, and if I have 100 of them, I need 102. I mean, it's just that I just love those. And so I, I did one thing when I was, about maybe 20 years ago when I was really, really battling um, a physical thing and it was in my stomach we couldn't figure it out they did x-rays ultrasounds we tried everything we could think of it and for some reason it wasn't working and I never knew when and for me this is terrible to say but you know I couldn't my food would just come 
throwing back up. And it didn't make any sense to me. I wasn't mm -hmm. allergic to it. So I began to write out, by the stripes that wounded Jesus, I'm healed and made completely whole. I thought that was really cool. And the Lord said, do it 450 times a day. I'm like, oh, sure, 450, that's easy. All I could think is this teacher on the top chalkboard. I will not yeah. talk in class. I will not throw chalk at the teacher. I will <laughs> yeah. not throw chalk at the teacher. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. Like, what am I, five years old? Yeah, but it sounded good. Let me tell you, 450 times a day required my constant focus. Yeah, and, when and I repetition. Got, it was repetition. And the I, only record playing in your mind over and over and over. I didn't have time to think about how the pain I was in, I really thought about focusing on, I gotta write this out. That repetition built something in my spirit, in my mind, I got a picture of myself healed, and I got healed. Yeah, and that, it sounds like a silly thing, but that may be the first step, is to see it in front of you and confess it, even if it's not what is currently the situation for you. It's a declaration of faith. It's a confession of what you believe, what you want. When I was in college, one of my um, PR professors used to tell me all the time, his secret to everything was fake it till you make it. And he was my favorite teacher. I loved, loved, loved him. And that was something that I kind of was always like, I didn't, I got it, I understood it just fine. I, it wasn't like I didn't understand. I just kind of was like, not really sure why that was something that he was so passionate Would it be about. Productive? Is that really like the best way? But actually the more I've gone through life, the more I really see you dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have. It, it all is, you put that in front of yourself. You put that confidence, that, that love, that feeling that you want for yourself, even if in that moment you may not have it. Yeah. And it may be a fake it till you make it kind of moment where you, you write it down and confess it 450 times a day yeah. and eventually it will become part of who you are. It has to. It can't not become part of you if you repeat something 450 times a day. And it was a combat zone for me. And so I didn't sit down and write 450, take my whole morning, walk away. I made sure, and I tried to do it in chunks of 10, which is more reasonable, but I made sure I did it at the moment the negative thoughts came in. Oh, Satan, if that's how you want to play, by the stripes that wounded Jesus, I am healed and made completely whole. I wasn't healed and I was certainly not whole. But like, okay, Satan, you want to play dirty? Here we go. Say it one more time. By the stripes that wounded Jesus. So every time those yeah. thoughts came into my mind, I had to take an action. When those thoughts come into your mind and you don't act, you get bigger thoughts. Yeah. So I took an action and I said, by the stripes that wounded Jesus, I'm healed and made completely whole. And then finally, Satan backed down and I was healed. Yeah, it becomes a declaration of faith for you and you start believing it yourself. You start yeah. saying, I am who he says I am. I am healed, I am whole, I am righteous, I am a child of the king. And then before you know it, you become exactly what you're confessing. So the answer for the short version is, start with a baby step, confessing, believing, seeing yourself the way that God sees you, even if it's a fake it till you make it. Give it a try. With highly, notes. I highly doubt you can make it a whole lot worse if you confess what God is saying about you. He loves you. He wouldn't say those things about you if he didn't mean it. He's not a man that he should lie. Remember that. Thanks for tuning in today. For this on, if you know someone who maybe needs a little confidence boost or needs to remember who they are, remember who God made them to be, remember that they are unique and special and loved by the King of Kings. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We have a special offer available for you. Just click on the link in the description for your free download. And don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications. 
We'll see you next time here at Richard Roberts ORM.